One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast. England have lost a test match and squared a series by the narrowest possible margin, losing by a single run to New Zealand in the second test match, the Basin Reserve in Wellington. Chasing a target of 258, England were bowled out for 256 in truly extraordinary fashion, with the last pair at the crease, Jack Leach and Jimmy Anderson, needing seven to win. Anderson hit a four to take England to within two runs of victory before he was caught down the leg side by Tom Blundell, the keeper off the bowling of Neil Wagner, who finished with four for 62. And just as we thought, England might become the first team to win an away winter series with a clean sweep. They lost by a single run. England resumed in the morning on 48 for one and quickly slumped to 80 for five with uh, a six-wicket partnership of 121 between former captain Joe Root and current captain Ben Stokes, bringing them back into the contest. From 80 for five, they reached 201 for five, but both perished to the hookshot, Root for 95 and Stokes for 33. Ben Folks then took control, batting with the tail. He made a calm, composed 35, which once again put England back in control of the Test match. But uh, New Zealand refused to be bowed and kept fighting in the end, keeping alive their proud record of 11th consecutive home series without defeat by winning by a single run. Truly remarkable. England made 435 for eight and... 256, New Zealand 209 and that brilliant innings from Kane Williamson, 132 in a total of 483 was good enough for Williamson to be named man of the match uh, for New Zealand but I have to say that every one of the New Zealand players deserves uh, a part of uh, every accolade going Steve Harmison uh, is alongside me, he uh, experienced something similar as a player in his time some years ago and uh, he's now experienced a similarly dramatic conclusion to a test match from the commentary box. It was difficult to keep our breath at times, uh, but um, you know what, in the end, uh, Harmy, there were smiles on everybody's faces. There was a sense 
and an acknowledgement from everybody, from, from Ben Stokes to Brendan McCullum and all of the England players that they have been part of history and it takes two teams to create entertainment of that sort. Absolutely, 100%. New Zealand might have won this test match, but I think cricket was a, a, a winner, close second. You know what, it's been, it's hard to get your head around what's just happened in this, not only in this test match, but in this, in this series. It's been every single sort of session, every single hour, has been so enthralling with both sides wanting to have a go and trying to play positively. This test match has been no different. 21 for three in the first innings for both sides. England making sure they you know, the, the, keep home the advantage and take the positive route by making New Zealand follow on. And then right at the very end, England had won it, they'd lost it. New Zealand had thrown it away. England had come back into it. And then right at the, the very end, when everybody was questioning, a lot of people were questioning Neil Wagner. Never, you know, never have a go at a, a, a great character, a great man. A desire to always wanting to win. And for me, he was, he was a difference in that last half an hour with his aggressive bowling style. Didn't get it all quite right. And yeah, you're right, I did experience something very, very similar with the short ball right at the end of... Uh, Another enthralling test match, and you know, spare a thought, you know, spare a thought to the, the to Jack Leach and to Jimmy Anderson there, because it's not it's not nice when you're the you're the the tail end batsman that goes out there and you're the last wicket. But full credit to New Zealand, they were absolutely magnificent. Dan McCarty, how are you feeling, sir? I'm quite emotional. I'm looking forward to listening to Ben Stokes though. Ben Stokes is with Sam Ellard. Ben, Test cricket. We love it, don't we? We hate it, but oh my, that was someday cricket. Just sum up your emotions. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't say hate it. I mean, if you if you say you hate Test cricket after a day like this, then you know, oh god, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's just that was incredible. Um, the fact that the game's actually gone to five days after the first few days is is amazing. I personally huge credit to the ground staff here at Wellington for producing a wicket like that. Uh, that's probably one of the best overall Test wickets that we've played in a long time. Um, but yeah, stood here being on the losing side of that game, it's just, you can't, I don't feel any emotions just except, I don't know, just happy just for everyone who got to see that. Um, you know, the fact that it was free entry today and people got to see an absolute cracker of a, of a last day. Because that's what you and Brendan have spoken about a lot over the last year, right? Entertaining people, wanting people to enjoy Test cricket. And as you said, everyone here has done that today. Yeah, and I, I think as well, just not to get lost, we're obviously disappointed not to win, but... You know, when you look at the bigger picture, you know, this is just um, another sign of, of chess cricket not dying out or what people are saying. Um, you know, coming into here on day five and having that kind of end is just so exciting for people to watch. It's so exciting to play in. And, um, you know, obviously we'd, we'd obviously rather come out on the victorious side. But, um, yeah, I don't think right now is a time and place to, to reflect on anything else except we've been a part of something very special today. And, yeah, that's what we're going to take for it is at the moment. What was going through your head at the end there? Did you think when Ben was at the crease that he was going to get the team over the line? There was that misfield there, and I'm thinking Jimmy's going to hit the winning runs. Would you tell me your emotions there towards the, the final sort of half an hour of playing? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those times where, you know, you've got everyone saying, oh, uh, this is what they're going to bowl. This is what he's going to play. You know, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. It's just those nervous energies all coming around. But, um, look, yeah, I mean, you've caught me 10 minutes after that game, so it's... You know, quite not got me thoughts together, but um, 
you know, I'm just happy that we've managed to produce a great series and just a great game again. I mean, like everyone's still here to, to listen to everyone speak, so it's what you want. One man we're going to hear speak very shortly is Harry Brook. Um, goodness me, Ben. He's some player, isn't he? What a series he's had. Oh, I mean, you know, the line of lengths that he managed to bowl throughout the whole, you know, test match was um, was really good. You know, I thought he really made the batsmen struggle. He didn't quite know where to score off them. Um, and we finally found ourselves a four-seamer. <laughs> Um, is he the next Ben Stokes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, the, he's he's quality. Um, you know, obviously this winter he's he's got himself into the team and, and he showed um, the ability to be able to go out there and, and produce performances after performance after performance and in all types of different situations and different types of pressure. But, um, yeah, like, just... For a 24-year-old to have people who've played a lot of games and going like, oh, I want to back like Harry Brook, it's a good sign. You know, I likened him to, you look at India, obviously, Virat Kohli and Sachin Tendulkar, you know, when Sachin was playing, everyone wanted to back like Sachin. When Virat's now playing, everyone in India wants to back like Virat. Um, I know Michael Vaughan said it, actually, but I think a lot of kids would be wanting to back like Harry Brook. So, um, yeah, what a player. Some player. Are you OK, Ben? You only bowled two overs in that third innings. Is, are you, is your knee OK? Oh yeah, look. I mean, it's it's common knowledge that the knees, you know, obviously not 100. percent um, But look, I, I've, I know I've got you know a, a good amount of time before we start on the Ashes, and I'll be doing everything I possibly can to to hope well to definitely be able to to help the side out. Um, it, it is frustrating as an individual and as a captain knowing that um, I'm physically not able to do what I want to do. Um, but as something I've you know got two, three, four months even before the Ashes starts to so to go away, work on that, and then come back and, and be my best. Everything's going to be okay. I mean, how are you going to look to sort of manage that schedule over the next couple of months? Because you're obviously due to go to the IPL very shortly as well. Yeah, obviously got the IPL. Get a few weeks at home, uh, rest before we go out there, and then um, and then you know it'll just be a process of of getting everything that I need to do. You know, it's been it's been tough out here being able to get everything. You know. Um, Rehab-wise, on my knee because we've been sort of playing and you know back-to-back games. But you know I've been you know working as hard as I possibly can to, to try and give myself the best opportunity to bowl. But um, sometimes, unfortunately, the body doesn't allow you to do that. But um, yeah, you know it's, it's one of my goals to make sure that when we turn up at that first test in the summer, I don't have to worry about it. Ben, we wish you better. It's been some year. Thanks for the entertainment. Thanks, pal. Cheers. Well, uh, for a moment there, it sounded like uh, Ben Stokes might be side stepping the issue of the IPL but um, you know, it looks like uh, he's still planning to be there and, uh, and obviously as we heard we know he's absolutely committed to English uh, test cricket and uh, he wants to be there for the Ashes Dan McCarty still recovering, Are you got, got your breath back heart rate's still up I'm not the fittest going around utterly incredible utterly incredible quite emotional watching that fight back against a quality side who are on a rampant run of four scything through opposition we held on for three and a half days in Mount Monganui but were clearly second best here it looked like it was going to be a repeat performance but England were clearing away from early now weren't they after a little bit of early joy 21 for three in that remarkable partnership little old New Zealand at the end of the world they have big heartless too. They really do. They know how to fight. And if uh, New Zealand cricket fans can't be proud of that, they'll never be satisfied. Wonderful performance. Amazing theatre. Cracking pitch. My beloved Basin delivered on that front. This is a game, and I, I and you guys are commentators of the highest order. I hate using that term, unbelievable, when we've just seen something with our own eyes. I'm struggling to comprehend 
what we have seen here. A, a, a truly extraordinary game, a game we will never forget. Well, the game's been played for 145 years, and there have been almost 3,000 of them. Um, and, uh, you know, this is, this is in, in the top six uh, in terms of, you know, it doesn't happen. But, you know, no. We almost had a tide test. And New Zealand has become the fourth team. It's the fourth time that a team has won after following on in the history of the game. What happens once a century? Once a century. Now, we have seen extraordinary games here at the Basin Reserve. I won't, you know, we litigate some of the history, but th this tops them all. It's a really good side uh, in England. I still believe they made the right decision and enforcing the follow-on, let the, the hindsight debate begin. It was a good bowling down day number three. On any other day, they beat the edge, they get the edge, they probably have New Zealand five or six down. But Kane Williamson is just a wonder, is he not? Um, in the heat of that battle, under all sorts of pressure from a quality English attack, he's just drifting in his own little world, at his, at his own little pace, and playing his own little game and found some willing partners throughout. Great opening stand from Latham and Conway. That set things up, and that's, uh, that's got to be acknowledged. But I asked before the day's play, can he light the fire again? Neil Wagner, incredible. Sam Allard is with uh, the one and only Harry Brook. Harry Brook just asking where Steve Harmiston is. He's up there. Wave up there. He's somewhere up there. Harry Brook wants to know where Steve Harmiston is. Um, Harry, um, goodness me, that was some end to the test. That's why we love test cricket, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the whole mantra of us playing the way we are at the minute is to try and entertain crowds and uh, entertain the world. And I think even though the result didn't go our way, um, we've definitely done that this week. Talk me through that last hour watching up in the dressing room. It looked as if when Root and Stokes were there, I was confident England were going to win. Then folks were playing really nicely. Just talk me through your emotions and what it was like being in the dressing room watching that unfold. I was confident all the way until until we needed seven to win and there was only Leachy and Jimmy. Uh, uh, so was, uh, there's plenty of emotions going on. I was very nervous and uh, hoping that we'd get over the line. Um, and just for you, you're holding there a, a nice big bottle of champagne. Do you like champagne? <laughs> After a few other drinks, maybe. <laughs> maybe a couple of glasses, but not to start with. So, so same here. You've got that because you're man of the series. Um, come and talk to me about the last six months interview. I know it didn't end with a victory here, but you're a World Cup winner. You're in the Test team. You're averaging about 617 with a bat in Test cricket. You're taking wickets. Just sum up what the last six months have been like for you, Harry. Yeah, it's been phenomenal. And... Uh... I think the World Cup's got to be a highlight for sure, um, but then obviously to, to go out and play the way I've done in Test cricket is a dream come true, and um, I think it's, it's hat, hats off to Stokesy and Baz as well for letting me play the way I am doing and the way that the team are, the, the way that the team are playing. And um, like I said, plenty of times to have started my Test career off in Pakistan as well is um, was, I was very lucky because I've, I've played so much cricket there before. So um, no, it's been a it's been a good six months and uh, long may it continue. There'll be a bit banter with Joe later for that run out. I've given a bit. I've given him the cold shoulder a bit at the minute, but uh, he's going to have to get me a few drinks. He's ignoring him completely. <laughs> no, he said sorry and whatnot, but it's, it's hard to just shrug off. Yeah, it's hard to shrug off, but no, uh, things happen. And, um, like I just said, then if, if somebody had given me that game at the start of the match per, uh, personally, um, obviously we didn't get the result we wanted, but. Um, somebody had given me the amount of runs I scored in that game uh, they definitely bit your hand off it for it so um, yeah uh, things like that happen but um, thankfully they don't happen every game
and um, it's what it's been an amazing six months, hasn't it, for this England team? And after this, after the one test for Ireland, it's the Ashes, and they don't get any more exciting than that. You must be absolutely buzzing about facing Australia and England. I haven't thought about it yet, to be honest. Uh, there's so much cricket to be played. I've got the IPL first, so all my attention's going towards that now. I'm going to enjoy enjoy this series tonight and, uh, and then fly off home and uh, have a bit of downtime. So it's, 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 I haven't really thought about it yet, but obviously at the, for, at the forefront of my mind is the IPL and uh, I've got that to think about. Then. You buzzing for it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Harry, it's been an absolute pleasure watching you over the last couple of weeks and we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Harry Brook is, um, like all of the England players, I mean, yes, there's disappointment about, about losing, but uh, if Brenda McCullum and Ben Stokes are satisfied with uh, bringing people's attention back towards <laughs> Test cricket, then uh, they um, have reason to be extremely satisfied after that performance. Truly remarkable, and re the resilience of New Zealand, we should never, ever be surprised about that. But you know what? Also, the calmness under pressure and uh, the innovative and creative thinking, I thought the way that Tim Southey, with the assistance of Kane Williamson and a number of other senior heads, uh, the way they went about managing those final few overs down McCarty, I thought was outstanding. Yeah, uh, I thought they started very well today. We, we highlighted before the day's play that most of the wickets here at the base reserve, first hour, hour and a half, yeah, it's an old trope, you want early wickets, but I thought they came out with great energy, uh, stuck to their plan, executed it well, and were rewarded with those four wickets. But then we get a partnership, the game's creeping away from them. They tried the slower bowler option a lot from the Vance stand in, and when that wasn't working, Root and Stokes are set. What do they go to? They go to the old dog, Neil Wagner. The drums are beating in New Zealand for him to possibly be out of the side. Bowls 11.2 overs on the trot from the Vance stand in, picks up wickets, but you, you're right. For very fine margins, can I borrow one of my great mates, Smithies? The barest of margins. A couple of those were very close to being wides. Would not have been surprised if the arms went wide open from the umpires. But they did keep calm now, didn't they? And the fact that Southie brought himself back needed to happen from uh, the government house end, the Adelaide Road end, because they needed... There seemed like a pressure valve coming off at the other end when Wagner was obviously uh, pushing them hard. So uh, just extraordinary days play, Harvey, really. And that's, it was. We, we could talk just about today, let alone the five days... For hours. Still can't get my head around what happened at the end. And when you you look at this sort of whole series as a whole, you, Matt Mombanui first session England 130 was 136 in the first session. Bang, take that New Zealand. There you go. And and this team is just going to literally to a, a whole new level. And it's making you want to enjoy Test Test cricket again. But it it's also matters. What I, I quite enjoy when Ben's talking and he's speaking about how he wants the game to be played it's not it's not they're not sort of not sort of highlighting mistakes because there are mistakes that have been made in the game but they're not getting upset by it right um, we're going back downstairs Sam Ellard is with Brendan McCullum oh thanks manager I've got the main man with me what was it Brendan how did Rob Key sign off the announcement of you being the England head coach was it sit back and enjoy the ride that just seemed a fitting way to end what's been a pretty crazy year for England cricket since you've come in. Just sum up your emotions after a, a bonkers and amazing day of Test Match cricket. Well, I think you said buckle up, and I think there was there was, <laughs> there was never more uh, never more evident than that last hour. That was just an amazing Test Match to be a part of. And 
obviously we're in this game to try and win and, and we all get judged by our results but we set out on this on this uh, campaign when Stokes and myself took over to try and ensure that we play a style of cricket which gives our South East chance of winning and also to entertain people all around the world and bring real relevance to Test cricket and I thought today it doesn't get too much better than, than that final um, hour and uh, yeah, it's just I'm really proud of the boys for the way that they, they clawed their way back into it after um, obviously a period earlier on in the, a test match where we dominated but it was just one of those test matches topsy, topsy-turvy and in the end New Zealand were good enough in, in the clutch What was your emotions up there in the dressing room? Looked like when Root and Stokes were at the crease they were going to see it at home and then Ben Folks played really nicely and then I just thought Jimmy's going to hit the winning runs there What were your emotions watching up there in the dressing room? Uh, boys were pretty calm actually and we, right throughout we've just tried to make sure we're having a lot of fun you know we've got the greatest jobs in the world being able to you know play cricket at the, at the highest level and, and for us as coaches to be able to work with some of the, big, the game's best players and see their talent be able to flourish on the, on the big stage and you know that's uh, you, you should never lose sight of that I think um, you know we're very lucky to be doing what we're doing and, and to have seen the guys fight as hard as they did today um, we're okay with losing, providing you know you give yourself the best chance of winning. I thought we did that right throughout, so we're we're pretty calm, hopeful, but we're we're calm. Um, but look, it doesn't always fairy tales don't always work out. But I had a little a little sense that I thought Jimmy Anderson was going to hit the winning runs as well, which would have been fantastic, but it wasn't to be. That seemed like the fairy tale ending, didn't it? Um, when you just look back on the last, well, coming up to a year now, isn't it? I mean, ten test wins in in twelve. It's been, you know, I know you want to entertain, but the results on the pitch have been absolutely fantastic, especially when you consider one win in seventeen. When you look back on the last year, what do you make of it all? I couldn't be prouder of the guys. The the way that the guys were brought in has been simply um, outstanding. I think the way that, that Stokes has led this team is is quite incredible as well, and. And it's just such a fun dressing room to be a part of. And we know we've got some big challenges on the horizon. We'll attack those with the same um, sense of enjoyment that we've taken on the last um, eight, nine months. And I look back and I just think, you know, from where we came from to where we've got now is, is quite a shift. And I think we're only scratching the surface. So let's see. Um, but whatever happens, we know we're going to have a good time. And, and hopefully as, as a group, we'll, uh, we'll continue to entertain people. Um, I know it's a few months away, but come on, England, Australia, the Ashes. Um, you've got a little smile there on your face. I know we've got Ireland first, um, but people that have been involved in the game for a lot longer than me have said they've never looked forward more to an Ashes series than this one. Um, Archer to come in potentially, Woods fit, Bearso to be fit again. Are you buzzing for it? Yeah, look, obviously I've been, both the skipper and myself have been pretty strong on making sure we, we are where our feet are and, and we focus on what's in front of us. Um, I think now we've got an opportunity when the dust settles on this tour to be able to start getting pretty excited about what, what lies ahead in the, um, in the ashes in the home summer so yeah bring it on bring it on indeed um, just a couple more Brendan um, a lot of players have had great series but I've got to ask you about man of the series Harry Brook you played with and coached and played against some of the very best of all time how good is he he's unbelievable right he certainly is at this stage look I think he's a player who he keeps things really simple um, you know, he enjoys hitting the ball, he enjoys scoring runs and he enjoys trying to put pressure on the opposition bowlers. So but he's a, a rare talent and one that we've got to make sure that we um, we continue to give the same level of freedom that he's got as, as he enters this um, as he's entered international cricket. But yeah, to be able to work with guys like that is, is quite a privilege to be honest and you know, I've loved every minute of being able to see Harry develop on this team and and the environment that, that the skip has created has given someone like Harry the opportunity to come in and, and play the style that he likes to play. And, and we've seen how successful that can be. So, yeah, he, he's an exciting player. Our team's full of them, to be honest. Uh, I think I said at the start of the journey when I 
took over this team. I, I thought there was good players in England. I didn't realise that they were this good. Um, you know, we're not going to win every game, but gee, we've got we've got a real a real stack of talent to be able to pick from, and yeah, we're very lucky to have players like Harry Brook on the side. And the skipper's over there, just fingers crossed, everything's okay with his with his knee. He makes a, a speedy recovery, and he's fully fit for the the first test of the summer. Well, it's an Ashes summer, isn't it? So he writes his own scripts, and he'll be fit. I think he'll be fine, and he'll be leading from the front. And can't wait to see uh, see how he gets the boys going. And I'm sure he'll be fine when the, uh, when uh, when the time comes. Good stuff. And it's a beautiful evening in Wellington. What are the the plans for this evening? Uh, well, I haven't really thought too much about it. We'll probably spend a bit of time in the dressing room, maybe share a beer with the uh, with the New Zealand boys as well, and, and toast what's been a great series and a great spectacle for everyone that's followed it around around the world and, and here in New Zealand as well and, and then we'll see, no doubt we'll have to say our goodbyes as, as everyone sort of departs departs the New Zealand shores and, and then we'll, we'll start to uh, try and navigate the next couple of months and look forward to, uh, to what's in front of us. We can't wait Brendan, what a nine months, it's been a pleasure watching this England team, we'll see you soon. Good man, thank you. Ben Stokes was asked, thank you very much indeed Sam Ellard and uh, to Brendan McCullum, Ben Stokes was asked before the chess match how pleased the the team would be how happy satisfied they would be if they could win this series or at least avoid defeat um, when they made their way home and his response was we'll be happy anyway whatever the result of this test match is and I honestly believe that uh, that you know people will say oh well just maybe taking the edge off um, what's been a really good tour losing the last test match I honestly don't think that's that's actually the case I I, I mean I think they've played fantastic cricket they've showed also um, the, you know, great resilience with 300-run partnership, having been 21 for three on the first day, and and this team is having fun, and by having fun, they have won 10 out of 12 games. Yeah, absolutely, manners. And the key thing there, but Brendan's just said, he said, it's not we don't, it's not with case that we don't mind losing games, but we'll take losing a game if we give ourselves the best chance to win it. And if you've got that attitude, like what Ben's trying to give off which is positive always look to take the positive option always look to try and uh, be the best person you can be best player you can be the majority of the time I think sometimes when you, when you do lose you can you can take it if you feel as though I've given everything I possibly can to try and win this game and that for me is what has been special between McCullum and Stokes and because of that not because they've won 10 out of 12. I think they'll win a lot more cricket matches by having that mentality than they'll lose them in their time together as captain and coach. There have been times um, where test cricket has been... It's been played in bygone eras as if it was a bit of a chore at times and um, practice um, has for some teams become a little bit of a chore, a little bit predictable, going through the motions, into the nets, everyone does the same thing, back for half an hour to bowl a couple of overs. And um, McCullum and Sokes have removed all of that. They've brought the spontaneity and the joy back into Test cricket, not only on the field, but off it. Um, Now, talking of joy and spontaneity, uh, the the wonderful Neil Wagner, the irrepressible Neil Wagner, who took the final wicket, is also with Sam Mellowd. Yeah, thank you very much for stopping, Neil. Oh, that's why we love Test cricket. Just sum up your emotions on a pretty special day. Yeah, um, mate, t- yeah, whoever doesn't think Test cricket's alive, um, you only need to look at that. Uh, yeah, I mean, credit, we credit to uh, the way England played throughout this whole series. They making Test cricket really exciting. And, and I thought the way we stuck at it and kept fighting um, was pretty special too. That's a, a, one of the characteristics, I guess, of that, this group that we 
uh, put a lot of pride on. And um, yeah, it was just a special one, and we'll, this one will stick in the memory box a long time, I guess. Looked as if there was periods in this game, Ringling were just pulling away from you. You kept on picking up important wickets. Just sum up how you thought the day played out. Yeah, um, it just kept swinging around, didn't it? Um, there's periods where we looked like we were on top, and there's periods where they looked like uh, they're bringing it back into their favour too. So I guess that's the beauty of Test cricket. You just got to keep fighting away till the end. And um, gosh, closest game going around, I guess um, one run. Um, yeah, yeah, it's unheard of sort of thing. And um, yeah, just a special test. And uh, yeah, still trying to come to terms of it, I guess. But yeah, just something that's uh, really amazing to be a part of. Especially given the big first innings deficit, it ma- does it make it even more special? Given where you came from, yeah, surely does. Um, you know, being put back in, uh, I guess, to bat in, in pretty tough conditions against. Um, a world-class uh, bowling outfit. Uh, they bowled pretty well, and, and I mean, the way our boys stuck at it, they left really well. They had a, a solid game plan and, and, and sticking true to it. Um, and the way they played, I, I thought it was pretty special. Um, so to get us in a, in a position to try and, and chase a win uh, was a huge effort by all the boys, and uh, yeah, we're extremely proud of it. I'll go and grab a beer, Bob. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, mate. Thank- Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Neil Wagner, absolutely brilliant, irrepressible, as I said, 4 for 62, talking about him perhaps not playing for New Zealand again after the mauling he received at the Bay Oval and uh, Mount Monganui in the first Test match. But his belief in himself is uh, as, as great as I've ever seen in any cricketer. Um, and I think he's still got some gas in the tank, Dan. He had good rhythm today. I, th- I thought he was trying almost too hard at Mount Monganui, going searching and a chat to Luke Ronke midway through this test. He's the batting coach, of course, but he used to stand behind uh, the wicket to a lot of bowlers in his timing, a, a fine wicketkeeper. He felt he was pressing too, and they just wanted him to, to be relaxed at ease. And almost from the first ball, 
it looked like it was skidding on Mohami, and that's when it, it is very dangerous, isn't he? Because he's not a tall, he's not a tall man, and it skidded on that the first attempt from Stokes. Uh, I think Root's surprised too when he's playing his strokes. He's got rid of Stokes and Root. That's the heart. That's the soul of the chase. They they were making it actually look quite easy. Those two, and they've thrown the ball to Neil Wagner, and he's turned the he's turned the furnace on, and he's gone. 11.2 over spell, picking up three wickets in that. One this morning getting rid of a, a very dangerous good player in Ollie Pope. And he'll be, he'll be loving life because he knows he's, he's probably put a bit more time and life in his test career. Yeah, absolutely. And I know what it feels like when you're out of rhythm, out of nick. You don't feel as though you, know, you can bulk certain balls because you don't feel as though your action's fully there. I thought that's where he was at Mount Monganui. One of the biggest balls... You, you, you sort of struggle to bowl when you, you're fighting against yourself or footmarks are a bit damp and that's the short ball because you lose your left side well, in, in, his, in his case he loses, he loses his right side and then it becomes more open a little bit more round arm and the, 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 the ball doesn't come out with any velocity on it can't really sort of get the short ball to dug, getting it dug in so I thought he bowled more he bowled a lot fuller at Mount Monganui than probably I've, I've seen Neil Wagner bowl in, in, in a long long time but here, he's got overs under his belt. He feels a little bit stronger. I actually think when you're in last, when you're drinking the last chance saloon bar, <laughs> you just go. You have. I would. I would have said something else. But we're live on radio. <laughs> mentality. And what you do there is you just go right. This is what's got me here. I've played 762, 63 Test matches, bowling bouncers. So it's now or never. And I think he got to that point. I really did. Jacob Oram sat here. You've you've mentioned it. Frankie said it. it. This this was the sort of possibly the end for Neil Wagner. And what has he turned to? The one ball that he's been very successful with. What he's had, the weapon that he's had in his, his in his armory to keep him in the team, time after time after time, was the bouncer. It's won the game for him. It's won the game. It's won the game for New Zealand because if he didn't have that bouncer, he didn't bowl them eleven overs. We talked about Michael Breswell not being at his best, and he got, and he got punished. And I think England would have, England would have got got home at a canter. It's a great message, though, for those listening coming through the ranks about preparation. Prepare your body to go for 11.2 overs. Neil Wagner's first ball was just as quick as his last. That that was full throttle, full effort, and the guy is supremely fit and prepared. And yes, he has, you know, one main trick. Everyone can see it coming but at times people can't deal with it and you know he's, he's written at least one last chapter it doesn't matter if, you, if you're a one trick pony so we've still got to play it. <laughs> as long as it's a good trick as long as it's a good trick you know, I've, I've got bouncer written on my forehead but I let it go at 90 mile now or 85 mile now and it goes at your head you still got to hit it and that's what happened in this game Dan thank you very much indeed for your time it's not the end of the New Zealand summer of course Sri Lanka have arrived I think or they're in the air yeah, that, a test starting, what is today? I think it's Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday, I've New Zealand time. I've given Thursday up. week, they go to Hagley Oval. Uh, an equally beautiful cricketing oval, true cricket ground. Reason we knew on the New Zealand uh, circuit over the last few years to take on Sri Lanka. But then they'll come back here to the Basin Reserve where only good things happen. Oh, yes, they certainly do. Harmi, let's turn our attention to England now. They'll go their own different ways. England, of course, I will tell you, a different England will start a new series tomorrow and it's live on TalkSport 2, ball-by-ball commentary of England's white ball tour of Bangladesh. That is an entirely different squad. Nobody can get from the Basin Reserve in Wellington to Dakar 
in uh, Bangladesh uh, overnight, I can assure you. Harmi, let's have a quick uh, look. England played the same 11 throughout uh, the two test matches. Uh, there, there were no changes. Um, let's quick, uh, um, I think, top three review. Uh, Crawley, Duckett, Pope. Um, I think... I think Crawley's looking over his shoulder, unfortunately. Um, but we've said that quite a bit throughout the summer. And the men that are in the know, in the power, with the decisions to make. Um, the, two, the captain, the coach, Rob Key, they've stuck with Zach Crawley. I think large parts of it was there wasn't anybody knocking the door down. And I think now, sort of Johnny Best has got to fit somewhere. I know George Sabell said at lunchtime that about Ben Stokes opening a baton if he can't bowl. Um, I don't think that could happen or should happen, um, but I think Johnny Bairstow could be the one that comes in to, to take Zach Crowley's place because the way you'd, you'd sort of dress it up and put it to Johnny Bairstow would be the way you bat in one-day cricket, the way you bat in 50-over cricket. You've won the World Cup as an opening batsman in 50-over cricket being aggressive, going, putting the bowler under pressure, even against the brand new ball. Um, that's the way, that's what, that's what they've described Zach Crawley as. They did in the summer when Brendan McCullum was asked, he said about consistency. He wasn't bothered about consistency. He wanted to get off to good starts. Well, if that's the case then, then, then Johnny Bairstow can open the bat in this team. And in reality, it's the only place he fits in. Um, still, possibly, a question mark over Ben Duckett outside of Stump. Jared Kimber give us the numbers about how many times he's been dismissed and playing away from his body. And you know, Australia will see that. So I the, thought he's 84 in the first innings. He was in Mount Monganui. Yeah. He was one of my tour highlights, to be honest. I mean, it happened on the first day, so we tend to forget about it after day day nine of the series. But um, we were talking about him becoming the first Englishman to score 100 before lunch on the first day of a Test match. I thought. Bowling wasn't great, but you know I I still got a tick there. Although yeah, I am, tick for me, yeah. tick for me. I think the the ticks in pen for Ben Duckett. I think it's still in pencil for Zach Crawley if Johnny Bairstow's fit. I don't think you. Uh, I think that's there's a there's a ready member placement there. They're not going to go away from Oli Pope. I think Oli Pope's done done fine. He looked frantic a little bit again. He looked fidgety in 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 this Test match, but. Um, when you look at before, he got a good 40 in the uh, in the first innings at, at Mount Monganui, um, and I thought he got a, a better 49 in the uh, in the second innings at Mount Monganui. So Pope's there to steer the batting order. Yeah, there's only one question mark for me, and that's the openers, um, and it's which one steers and which one goes. And it would be probably be Zach Crawley, I think, is, is probably running out of bar credit. Than, um, the, than what Ben Duckett did in Pakistan. He's got a little bit possibly in the bank to see if you can give him some more cricket against top quality attack before you start judging. Root Brook, they're not going nowhere. Is Stokes going to be fit? Well, that's the million-dollar question, Manners. I don't think he can go to the IPL. I really don't. I, I, I sat before this series and thought, does he play in the World Cup, 50-over World Cup? Well, if he plays in the Ashes, plays the IPL, plays the Ashes, and then has the 100 off, possibly gets his knee sorted, he could go to the World Cup. Now I look at it and watching him today, uh, watching him in this last two days, I think, I think this could be taken out of Ben's hands. I think his knee looks as though... That's the worst I've seen him 
I think it's the worst I've seen him affect him from a batting point of view. So maybe there is some, I think, more exploratory diagnosis and, and having a look to see if it's... And is he going to be fit for the Ashes? Um, when we, when you, if he goes to the IPL, is he going to make it worse? Yes, it's got to make it worse. Uh, we don't know. We're not, we're, not, we're not specialists, but it's the first time I've looked at Ben when he's batting and thought it's hampering him when they're batting. So it might be taken out of Ben's hands from that front, whether he goes to the IPL or not, because you know, the, the, the medical team might say, look, it's, you, need, you need to sort something out. You can't manage this anymore. It, it needs some structural change to it. Um, and then there will be a will he be fit for the Ashes sort of t- countdown to whether he gets there or not. So I think that from a, a top six point of view, and with that, if Johnny Besto is going to go in number one or number two, then I keep Ben Folks in the team because, I mean, pardon the pun, he seems to be a safe pair of hands, both behind the stumps, in the middle, in the dressing room, and around the group. The level sort of, of calmness that that guy gives to this cricket team when there are some ridiculous emotions sometimes is, is very, very special. And uh, Broad and Anderson, obviously, are two of the greatest uh, fast bowlers of all time. They will play a part in the Ashes. I don't think anybody's uh, um, <laughs> reputation uh, regressed on this tour but at all. Um, you really, as you and you've spoken about him, Zach Crawley is really the only uh, man who didn't uh, enhance or, or maintain um, his reputation. Through Jack Leach uh, is um, a remarkable worker, and he toiled exceptionally hard. Um, whenever uh, he had to. Uh, so a reminder then that England won the first Test match, it seems like ages ago now, by 267 runs in a dominant performance. And uh, the tactical captaincy of Ben Stokes really was to the fore there, the way he manipulated, with the help of his players, obviously, the Test match, so that England were bowling under lights in both of New Zealand's innings, I thought was uh, was genius. And... Um, of all the enhanced reputations, there is, of course, uh, Harry Brook. But uh, Stokes' reputation as a captain, it was, he, he arrived and it was pretty high. <laughs> it's even higher now. Yeah, the ceiling level of, of that element is, is huge. And I think for Chennai Super Kings, if he, if he doesn't go to the, um, to the IPL, um, that would be a big blow for, for Stephen Fleming and, and that franchise because I think he was going to go and captain them as well. No, Brendan McCollum said it before I've heard Ben Stokes say it publicly I've heard him say it privately to me that losing nobody likes losing but I can take it if we are in a position to win constantly in a position to win so because of that if he keeps to that mindset he keeps making he will keep making positive decisions then it's going to be a fantastic roller coaster watching this England cricket team and led brilliantly by a man who always wants to entertain he did it when he was only a player and now he wants his team to entertain and for me that's not bad if I'm a cricket fan not bad at all so in summary history has been made on the fifth day uh, delayed tea on the final day in the uh, second test match of the Basin Reserve New Zealand winning uh, the most dramatic test match by a single run the narrowest possible margin of victory other than uh, one wicket 
England uh, needed 258. They collapsed to 80 for five. They recovered to 215 for eight. 95 from Joe Root, but with seven required, Jimmy Anderson hit a four that uh, looked like it might be enough to give England the most extraordinary of victories, but he was then caught down the leg side by Neil Wagner, and uh, he departed for those four runs. Jack Leach, unbeaten on one, uh, wasn't quite good enough. New Zealand, the way they worked, they were certainly deserving of a series levelling victory and they keep alive their proud record of 11 consecutive home series now without defeat hope you've enjoyed all of our coverage on uh, TalkSport 2 there's a lot more international cricket to come those uh, of you who enjoy the white ball game well six of those coming up three ODIs and three T20s all live ball by ball exclusively on TalkSport 2 but uh, for now from New Zealand from Wellington we'll say Thanks for your time, thanks for your company, and goodbye. You've been listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. If you missed any of the show or wish to catch up, you can download the podcast. Now available via the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, for more cricket content, you can listen to The Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 every Tuesday evening as Neil Manthorpe and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison debate the biggest stories with a host of big names. And if you want to send us a question to a member of the TalkSport team, you can tweet us at cricket underscore TS and we'll answer your question on the next podcast. But for now, you've been listening to Following On. The Following On podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.